Pond.com. It's time now for a Pond Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in. Another Monday night here on a Pond Further Review. 106.3 FM The Fan, 1400 AM as well. Maybe you're joining us on the iHeartRadio app, radio.com, or the TuneIn radio app. Wherever you are joining us from and however you are listening, we do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend some time with us on what's been an eventful day here in the state of Mississippi uh, and uh, obviously the state of Louisiana. We want to start the show by sending our thoughts and prayers to our neighbors of the South and uh, that's uh, all of those that were impacted by Hurricane Ida in uh, South Louisiana as well as South Mississippi. Uh, there were uh, There's a lot of devastation down there. Um, made landfall yesterday as a Category 4 hurricane and certainly impacted many, many lives. And we will only begin to see uh, the impact of that hurricane as the days roll on. So... Uh, we want to, uh, to certainly send our thoughts, prayers, and well wishes to everyone down, uh, down in that area that was impacted by Hurricane Ida. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. The Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Uh, you can check out the interactive map, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com. Or give them a call at 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Uh, listener line, if you want to give us a call, uh, we, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff uh, throughout the show today. Uh, phone lines, text line will be wide open. Uh, phone line, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Again, that's 601 601- 3661180 or shoot us a text 601-817-0106 again 601-817-0106 those the caller and text line are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi live healthy live blue www.bcbsms.com bill it's been a wild past couple of days, hasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, we you, you never know what to expect. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you look at how many lives can be impacted. And we're, we're in the sporting world, and sometimes you feel a little guilty for talking sports when you know that people are down there uh, suffering like they are having, uh, having been a part of, of, of this uh, massive storm. Yeah. So, like, kind of reminds you of 16 years ago when Katrina had done it. Same day. Mm, same day. That is, it's unbelievable. Now, I will say that uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, along with all others involved, $15 billion spent on the new levy and pump system. And it seems as though, for the most part, uh, that was very effective for the city of New Orleans. It seemed to be. the. Uh, I think you said the one... Levy might have breached a little bit. One, one I know they they showed one that was coming over the top. That's not as bad as what happened in Katrina when they broke. They're correct. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's you like can handle that water coming over the top, but you know it's like. 
Yeah, some of those were built at 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, storm surge was very, uh, very high. Um, but the long story is they, they came out of it better from a water perspective than yeah. they did 16 years ago. So A lot of uh, wind damage, though. Yeah, a lot of wind damage down there. 140, 150 mile an hour winds will will certainly do a lot of damage. There were there were a lot of places though that did not have those levees where the water built up and and uh, really had a had a had a big time impact. So thoughts and prayers with uh, with everybody down in South Louisiana, uh, uh, South Mississippi. You know there was some when you look at the Mississippi coast, uh, Gulfport, some of those areas. There was some water uh, that made its way up. And so uh, we certainly, listen, anybody that was negatively affected, if you are listening, we know that a lot of folks have made their way uh, up here into our area, uh, into our listening area. If you are listening to us, we are praying for you, and uh, we hope that uh, that you find uh, peace in this time and that recovery uh, is something that can begin soon so you can pick up the pieces, and we're certainly praying as you do that. So um, big weekend from the standpoint of sports, a lot going on. A uh, lot in high school, um, you know, certainly you, you have college football that got kicked off a little bit last weekend, but now we move through uh, looking forward to the upcoming weekend uh, starting really Wednesday. We have uh, game one, and that's, I believe, uh, uh, UAB uh, kicks us off on Wednesday, and then you go into multiple games Thursday, Friday, and obviously a big slate on Saturday. Then Sunday you have Notre Dame and Florida State Monday uh, finishes out with Ole Miss and Louisville. Uh, they will be playing in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz uh, Center there. So it's a big weekend of college football coming up. What was the final of the Jackson State game Sunday? I, I meant to check that out and I forgot. Jackson State, I don't know. We'll get yeah, that, that for you. That was that game they played in Miami. Uh, yeah, that was uh, – I saw that uh, Alcorn got beat. Yeah, um, that. yeah. and uh That was a good game, though. Yeah, it was a good game. The um, – I do not see a, uh, a score report on that. Now, um, did Jackson State play? I show that yeah. they, they get kicked off. Um, for some reason, I had them getting kicked off on the 5th. Maybe it is the 5th. Yeah, I think it, I don't think Oh, they that's played. right. It is the 5th. They haven't played that one yet. Yeah, I don't think it they It was played. Alcorn. It was, it was Alcorn. Alcorn right. Okay. Alcorn played yeah. um, and uh, got beat in that one. But Jackson State will kick off on Sunday. They yeah. play Florida A&M. That's it for that. Game yeah. down in Miami. That's right. Because Rob J was saying he had, he had to leave Wednesday to get down there. Poor fella. Yeah. I hate that he go, has to Miami. go to Miami. Gee, I mean, you know, they're, they're, it's a tough life, right? <laughs> yeah, having to, having to go down to Miami. Complain, cover, will you? That's Com- right. Come on, complain. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh. So a lot of college football on the slate. Obviously, NFL is uh is is on its way. A lot of storylines there. A lot of the NFL's really mirroring around the quarterback position. There's a lot going on and some preseason injuries. Uh, we're going to uh, welcome in the judge for the entire second hour. And uh, when he joins us, we're going to have the Dirty Dozen. We're going to pick 12 games every week, and that'll be Bill, myself, and the judge. And uh, we'll we'll release those games. Uh, I, I will tell you that is for in, in, in enjoyment purposes yeah. only. Entertainment, Entertainment you don't want to go with my picks. Only. I'm telling you. Do not go with these picks. Do not take it to the – to your bookie or to the uh, sports the book, or whatever. Um, yeah. Make sure we get that out there. This is for entertainment purposes only, but uh, we'll have fun with that. So we'll have the the uh, college football dirty dozen each week going forward, and then obviously the judge will have his good call, bad call of the week, 
We'll throw the flag. We'll talk some. Um, we're going to talk the alliance. Uh, you know, when you look at the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12, and and what did they accomplish in the alliance? We're going to break that down a little bit for you. I'm sure you've heard some uh, a lot of different perspectives on that. Hopefully, we'll we'll bring you something a little different uh, than what you've already heard. We'll talk some NFL, like I said, and uh, so we'll have the with the judge with us for the entire uh, second hour of the show. So it's a big show. We're excited about being with you. Uh, excited about the opportunity to talk some sports tonight. We're going to talk a lot of high school sports. You know, it's interesting because the focus will shift to completely in the world of football. But when you think about what other sports are going on, you have young people in this heat that are out running cross country. Uh, you have um, uh, in the MAIS, you have fast pitch softball. Uh, you have girls soccer in the MAIS. Uh, right now, you have all of your spirit uh, both associations, the MAIS had to uh, postpone their spirit competition. Uh, I don't know about the MHSA, but you have all of the spirit competitions going on. So that's your cheerleaders, that's your uh, dance teams, that's your uh, you know whatever color guard. All of that stuff is 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 all going on right now. So there's a there's just a significant amount. Volleyball is is huge and only getting bigger in our state. And uh, some big-time matchups. In fact, I think that tonight Jackson Academy and Clinton were supposed to square off, and that had to be canceled due to uh, due to the weather here. But uh, just a lot of big-time things going on in the world of sports. And while football gets the uh, majority of the coverage, you know, one of the things that we love to do as a show is, look, we want to give uh, credit where credit's due in, in a lot of different sports. And uh, we've tried to do that up until this point. We will continue to do that throughout the fall, winter, and spring as school's in session. Uh, speaking of school, we're grateful that uh, school's in session continues to be. We know that there's a lot of schools that have been hard hit by, uh, by the coronavirus, have to go virtual. And keep in mind, in both associations, if you go virtual and you can't play, it's a forfeit. So there's a lot of tough decisions for administrators We want to take this opportunity once again to thank our administrators, our teachers, our coaches, our first responders, uh, our frontline personnel, nurses, doctors, uh, hospital staff, uh, critical care staff, nursing homes, long-term care. You guys have been superstars, and you continue to be, and we appreciate your service during what's been an unbelievable time. But we will get through this, and we will get through it bigger and stronger. We're going to come back with some high school football some other high school sports throughout the first hour. Don't go anywhere. This is Upon Further Review. I am Josh Dorman. We'll be back with more here on 106.3 FM and 1400 AM. Welcome back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are on 106.3 FM, The Fan, 1400 AM, or maybe you're finding us at WJQSTheFan.com. And uh, we're thankful for the, that you're joining in with us. Just a reminder, uh, give us a call, 601-366-1180, or shoot us a text, 601-817-0106. Uh, those lines are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. 
Live Healthy, Live Blue, www.bsms.com. Uh, love to hear from you if you want to give a shout-out to uh, your high school team, your favorite team, talk about uh, how they fared this last weekend. We're going to talk about uh, several things related to high school sports over the next two or three segments, and uh, certainly would love to hear from you if you have something you'd like to say with regards to your high school team. Uh, going to start um, in um, in the world of of, uh, of of high school football and uh, talk about the game that took place. Uh, it was a, it was the ESPN two game uh, that took place in Madison. It was Madison Regional Academy taking on o- Oakland, Tennessee, and Oakland, Tennessee. I believe it's at one point last year was ranked number sixteen in the nation. And they came to town. That that game was put on uh, ESPN two. I had the opportunity to be there for that one. Um, and and the 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 final score, or even the score itself, was not a good indicator uh, of how that game went. You know, going into the fourth quarter, it was seventeen to zero, Oakland, Tennessee, and Oakland uh, and and MRA had several sustained drives that ultimately um, failed in the Oakland-Tennessee territory. Um, The drive stalled in Oakland-Tennessee territory, and that may have been due to a turnover. Uh, Maybe it was a turnover on downs. The uh, MRA Patriots moved the ball. Uh, now, one of the things that I've noticed about their group is the last, uh, let's just call it two or three, four years, whatever it is, you had the, the young man, uh, Short, that was uh, was there as a quarterback, and then last year, Beasley. They've always had a run-pass option from that position, and it seems like like maybe this year uh, their, their quarterback's only a sophomore. He's doing a, a, a yeoman's job in what's been a very difficult you know beginning schedule and doesn't get any easier next week. Uh, and want to remind you that uh, that uh, that MRA football does run on the sister station to this station, and that is 105.9 uh, FM ESPN uh, station. So going into the fourth quarter, 17-0, and it, it very easily could have been different than that. Um, and so, you know, a lot of credit to uh, to MRA for for hanging in uh, the the running back for um, for Oakland. Tennessee, Jordan James, he's a Georgia commit, uh, the number three ranked player in the state of Tennessee, uh, led them with 22 carries and 169 yards. Uh, they also have a young man that um, that uh, is committed to University of Miami, uh, a receiver, just a lot of talent on that field. And obviously, MRA had Stone Blanton back and under all under Armkin. Uh, it was it was just a, it was a really uh, a, a game that that was enjoyable to see. It was enjoyable to see the experience of ESPN being on campus. What all of that looked like. It was a great atmosphere, a great environment for high school football. It was hot, two o'clock kickoff, so it was hot. I found some shade under the scoreboard and I hung out there. Uh, got to see a lot of people and visit. So uh, just kudos to to MRA. Campus looked beautiful. They did a terrific job um, hosting that event. And, uh, you know, all of those folks out there, I know Coach Weaver was heavily involved in that. Just a wonderful job. Uh, and, look, 
I, I said all along, I don't think that MRA needed to win that football game to make it worth having it. I think they needed to show that they were they were they could compete, and I think they did that and beyond. Uh, a few a couple plays here and there, and and the game could have been much closer. Um, when we look at other games uh, in the state, uh, you know, specifically, we'll try to look at some local teams first and uh, and see how everybody fared. We're, we'll you know we'll hone in on uh, on teams that that are you know probably uh, ranked games, but uh, Ridgeland. Uh, goes and uh, and 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 beats Northwest Rankin. Now, my understanding is Northwest Rankin is rebuilding a little bit. Uh, they've got some young talent over there, but uh, but certainly a rebuilding situation. The um, uh, coach Dice in his first year at Ridgeland, uh, his son at quarterback played a nice game. Uh, they have three outstanding receivers over there, uh, and so they are very uh, prolific offensively under the leadership of Caleb, Caleb Schufelt as their uh, offensive coordinator. So uh, they go over, they play Northwest Rankin, defeat Northwest Rankin, 42-26 was the final there. Brandon lost to Oxford. Um, and uh, and so, you know, tough contest there, lost 24-17. Madison Central uh, beat West Jones 27-21. And, and if you read Brandon Shields' um, uh, uh, overall top 10, he had them ranked, I believe, Madison Central was uh, was ranked uh, either number three or number four last last week, and number and and West Jones number eight. So uh, according to Brandon Shields and 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 Capital Sports uh, MS dot com, two top ten teams in the state squared off in that one, and that was a terrific contest. Coach Columns and the Jaguars, his first uh, win in his first contest there uh, at, as the Madison Central head coach, uh, defeats West Jones twenty seven twenty one. I bet that was a uh, just a fun game to watch as well. Uh, Ocean Springs, in probably what was one of the most entertaining games uh, of the weekend, Ocean Springs beats number seven Clinton, forty-five to forty-four uh, in double overtime. So uh, just an exciting contest there. Um, and then when you get into Greenville Christian, Greenville Christian is one of those teams in the state. They've they've beat MRA, they beat Jackson Prep. Uh, both by uh, several touchdowns, um, and this this last week they go and beat Jay Z George fifty eight to zero. Greenville Christian is is certainly uh, they have they're ranked number one in Capital Sports Mississippi dot com's Little Ten, and they certainly deserve to be there. That is a phenomenal uh, phenomenal football team. Yeah, I understand they're going to Georgia, right, next? They are going to Milton, Georgia. Yeah, to play the champion from over there. Yes. They're yes. not afraid of playing anybody, that's no, for sure. They've taken the attitude of of come one, come all. Uh, we'll take on anybody. And uh, MRA, speaking of, has taken on that same attitude. They're going to Pulaski Academy. Yeah. Out of Another Arkansas. Another tough one. Uh, they're, they're a perennial top 100 team in the country. And so MRA is going to go up to Pulaski Academy on Friday night, short week. All these teams missed today as practices, uh, especially Central Mississippi uh, and South Mississippi. If they weren't in school, they weren't practicing. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, a, a difficult uh, week, you know, on a short week. Uh, Jackson Academy beat Leak Academy at Leak Academy. Uh, those were two teams rated in the Little Ten, according to Capital Sports MS. And uh, that was uh, that was a that was a heck of a ba- of a uh, football game. Excuse me. Um, they it was it was very close and uh Elite academy actually um 
uh, led that game 13-7 to going into the half. Jackson Academy came out in the uh, uh, first possession of the second half and really uh, established a great uh, offensive series in, in that uh, first series and went on to win that contest 27-13. to um, And that was in, in two little 10 uh, uh, teams that were, that were ranked going into, uh, into that contest. So a, a lot going on. Uh, if you're looking at rankings, if you care anything about that, you've got Oak Grove still hasn't played. Uh, Oxford, you know, beats Brandon, so they're 1-0. Madison Central beats West Jones, they're 1-0. You've got to like what Madison Central was able to do in a big contest uh, there in the beginning of the year. So uh, there's a few scores for you, Things, a few things going on. I encourage you to visit CapitalSportsMS.com if you want to get more information with regards to a lot of uh, their rankings. Uh, certainly, we look at that from time to time. We also uh, watch a lot of games and, and are present in a lot of games, uh, so we like to uh, like to get our own sense of of, uh, of what's going on as well. The uh, the quarterback, there's a quarterback over at Madison St. Joe, uh, ninth grader, and um, uh, I believe ninth or tenth grade. Just a, a seems to be a, 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 a nice prospect, and a lot of people are really, really high on that young man. Uh, they had a, a, a good contest, winning uh, 40 to zero, I believe, in, in their opener. So, uh, another one that was a lot of fun to pay attention to was, uh, was the, uh, the Tyler Town Wesson game. Uh, Tyler Town wound up winning that contest 46 to 30. A lot of, a uh, lot of big time plays, uh, took place on the field during that contest. So it's awesome to be back with high school football, but I'll be honest with you. It's also awesome to be back with full stadiums. And I know that's kind of a difficult thing given the way that the coronavirus is impacting uh, our state right now. And uh, all of the different um, uh, things going on with regards to vaccinations and, and uh, things that are happening. But, but I will say on behalf of the kids and the schools, it, it is a lot of fun to have a full uh, stands back for these games, uh, for these high school contests that continue to go on. So a lot of fun football this past weekend. Uh, once again, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us a call and talk about your favorite team, you can do that, 601-366-1180. We'll be back with more high school coverage here on Upon Further Review right after this. Welcome back in. Upon further review, we are with you 6 to 8 p.m. every Monday night. And we're glad to be with you once again tonight. And we're thankful that you're joining us here in the Garner Dental Group Studios. I want to remind you about Jerry Brewer, a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Once again, caller line 601-366-1180 or shoot us a text 601-817-0106. We'd love to hear from you as we cover some high school sports. We talked high school football uh, the entire last segment, covered some of the uh, the bigger games. Uh, certainly there are others, and if you want to talk about those uh, or talk about a special performance or a team, you can give us a call 
Um, want to talk about Madison Booker from Germantown High School and Connor Griffin from uh, Jackson Prep. So a couple neat stories here because these are two young people from the state that are representing uh, themselves, their families, their schools, and our country on their Team USA teams respective to their ages. Uh, Madison Booker, as you know, in basketball, and Connor Griffin in the sport of baseball. And uh, this is an exceptional feat because uh, the the ability to go on these stages for these young athletes and represent themselves, as well as the state of Mississippi, is phenomenal. Uh, and in Madison Booker's case, uh, we've been following that a little bit more here on the show. I think that uh, that I read on Mississippi Scoreboard that she actually has started the last five contests for the U16 Team USA women's basketball team. And uh, that's a, a terrific feat. I mean, you're talking about, think about this uh, on a, na- this is a national level. I mean, this is, this is basically saying, hey, listen, this young lady is one of the top, uh, their roster's probably 12, 14 uh, young ladies uh, in this age category. And she's also, because of her performance now, been selected to start those contests, which sometimes your your best players, you know, maybe you have a sixth man, whatever, uh, or woman. But but at the end of the day, I mean, she has uh, solidified herself as one of the top basketball players, female basketball players in her class in that U16 uh, range. And so uh, congratulations to her. And Connor Griffin has done the same thing in the sport of baseball. And uh, he actually... Was uh, was with Team USA, I believe, here within the last week or so as well, and uh, doing a phenomenal job as uh, as he uh, represents Jackson Prep, represents himself, his family, his dad is the softball coach at Bellhaven University there in Jackson. So uh, terrific uh, job for each of those, and uh, congratulations to each of those. Just great accomplishments. And when you think about the show, that's the kind of stuff we want to highlight because. Look, there you you can find a, a million different reasons to just focus on one or two things, but these are young athletes that deserve the recognition, and I appreciate people like Robert Wilson on Mississippi Scoreboard, like Brandon Shields, uh, and others um, that uh, that are are really uh, are really giving attention light to uh, some of these experiences. You know, we talked about uh, we talked with Kennedy Sanders, uh, a a track phenom from MRA. We talked to her several weeks back, and and these are the types of stories that this show really wants to bring you from that six to seven hour. Uh, we want to highlight these types of young people that uh, that are that are flat out getting it done. So, um, you know, Kennedy, obviously, we, we had on the show, Madison and Connor, congratulations to each of them uh, for, uh, for doing a, a tremendous job uh, in their respective sports, Connor and baseball, Madison and women's basketball, uh, again, Connor Griffin from Jackson Prep, Madison Booker from Germantown High School there in Madison County. So uh, that's a, just a great story and uh, a lot of, uh, of positives coming from, uh, from those two. want to remind you uh, about uh, Randy Watkins Golf. We will have Randy on. Uh, it'll be the 13th. Um, be, we will be off the air next week, so he will be back with us on the 13th. We'll cover some of our uh, high school golfers at that time, as well as 
Uh, we will cover the Sanderson Farms Championship that will be coming up uh, at the end of September, the PGA event that we have the privilege of hosting here in uh, Jackson at the Jackson Country Club. So a lot of cool stuff that happens over there. I would encourage you, uh, if you have an opportunity, go out there and watch that contest. Go out there and visit the Country Club uh, and see the setting that these uh, these players get to play under. It's the best golfers in the world. Uh, a lot of the players that, that come here have come every year. Even players that have, uh, um, you know, maybe maybe gotten a little bit uh, a different status where they play in some higher end events, uh, still come back and say thank you for, uh, you know, for giving them the opportunity early in their careers. And uh, so I would encourage you uh, to take part in that as well. So we'll have Randy uh, Randy Watkins on the 13th. And don't forget to check his stuff out at randywatkinsgolf.com. Find out about his three courses. Lake Caroline just hoped, uh, hosted the first round of a uh, Q School event qualifying tournament uh, that would uh, go towards if you qualify through Q School now, you get status on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, again, that's randywatkinsgolf.com uh, to, to check them out and, um, and to, uh, to find out more about what he's got going on. Um, when we talk about high school sports, uh, there's an issue for me that that is very very dear and close uh, to to me, and that is uh, fellowship of Christian athletes, and and I hope that 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 schools have uh, functioning and active huddle groups. But uh, if they don't, uh, if you're listening and you're a member, you're part of a school that doesn't have one, use your, your opportunity to volunteer your time. Um, but this past Friday, uh, they hosted the fellowship of Christian athletes Central Mississippi luncheon. And had Inky Johnson uh, came in as a speaker. And if you don't follow Inky on Twitter or, uh, you know, YouTube or just you can get his stuff just by Googling Inky Johnson. Inky is a is a premier um, uh, motivational speaker. He speaks to all types of uh, groups, businesses, sports teams. Inky's story is is incredible. Came from inner city Atlanta, wound up attending the University of Tennessee on a football scholarship, he was uh, hurt in a contest, I believe, early in his sophomore year. And through that process, Inky uh, almost died, uh, eventually left full, uh, lost full uh, use of his right arm. But now he uses his gifts as a speaker and uh, did a tremendous job at the FCA banquet. Had uh, intentions of, of going to that myself, but uh, unfortunately had some things come up and could not uh, attend, but I heard it was terrific. And so I would encourage you to uh, to support FCA at your school, support the FCA huddle, and encourage your students uh, to participate in those as well. Uh, it's just a terrific organization and uh, does terrific things uh, on behalf of our high school athletes uh, throughout the state of Mississippi. If you'll remember earlier on, uh, several weeks back on this show, we had Mitchell Williams, who is uh, is over the South Mississippi uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes region, and uh, so we we Mitchell does an amazing job down there, and is an absolute terrific uh, person. And uh, what he does through Fellowship of Christian Athletes really impacts so many lives. So, um, again, congratulations, Madison Booker, Kevin, Gr- uh, excuse me, Connor Griffin, on their representation of the United States of America. Connor in baseball, Madison in women's basketball. 
Next segment, we're going to wrap up this hour. First hour is almost gone. A little bit more high school sports, a couple other things to throw in, and then we're going to welcome in the judge the entire second hour where we'll have our uh, dirty dozen, 12 picks every week going forward in college football. Uh, We'll talk some NFL. We'll throw the flag and give good call, bad calls. It'll be a busy hour with the judge. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming up right after this. is the goat. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in Upon Further Review, last segment of Hour 1. And uh, we are um, talking some high school sports. We've talked, uh, we've talked a lot of football. We uh, recognized some some young people uh, last segment, and uh, you know, look, I don't know. You know, volleyball in our area um, is still growing, but it's such a fun sport. And there's a matchup that I'd like to see, and I don't know that we're going to see it. Uh, I'm looking at some schedules right now to see if we're going to see it, but uh, but I I got word uh, just um, I don't know the last couple of days been talking to some people just about different sports and and they were talking about Oxford volleyball and and it's hard to rank volleyball teams number one you you don't get to see them and 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 volleyball you know a lot of these teams travel out of state to some of these different tournaments and 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 things but. Um, there's, you know, generally speaking, the coast has been uh, just a, a terrific uh, area for volleyball. The Jackson area is growing in that, and and North Mississippi uh, has been terrific as well. But um, one of the one of the matchups that I'd like to see, I, I got, I just confirmed, but to to date, um, I believe if Max Preps is is correct, Oxford High School. Uh, volleyball has played 11 contests and have not lost a set and uh and they're 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 good uh, i would have i would have them ocean springs and jackson academy as your top uh teams in the state i would like to see oxford and jackson academy uh, jackson academy go head to head i know w- what jackson academy has and and, and they are really good uh, I actually, they just beat Brandon uh, here recently, I believe back maybe uh, just a few days ago. And, uh, and, 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 you know, they, they Hartfield Academy is another one here locally. That's, that's been terrific. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to watch that contest and to not get to watch the, uh, the uh, contest against Brandon, but, but Jackson Academy uh, stands at 15 and one. And their only loss was in a tournament, I believe, up in Memphis. And so that would be a terrific uh, contest to see between Oxford High School and Jackson Academy uh, on the volleyball court. Uh, You know, you can't make that happen today, uh, but that would be a lot of fun because uh, volleyball is a a really, really fun sport to to watch. And it's so action-packed, and people don't realize all the strategy 
that goes into it and 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 uh, the coaching and the different ways to teach serves and and different movement patterns and uh, you know the the setters are are extremely uh, talented in their ability to to put the ball uh, in the right timing on the hands of hitters and uh, and so it's it's just a lot of fun. But I just wanted to throw that out there uh, as I was talking about high school sports. That's something I've been thinking about. Love to see uh, Jackson Academy and uh, and Oxford High School face off. And uh, and maybe they will at some point in the tournament. I'm sure they see each other uh, throughout the uh, the year. I mentioned earlier about the MAIS uh, changing their spirit competition. That has been moved to, to the 22nd of September. Generally, that's that's done in October, but they moved it up to August um, uh, this year. But they actually postponed that and have moved it back to September 22nd. Now the MHSAs cheer and dance state competition is on friday december the 10th uh for dance and saturday december the 11th for cheer um you know i've been to several of these having been an athletic director the athleticism of these young women is phenomenal they are uh they are they're terrific and 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 a lot of times unfortunately their talents go unnoticed uh because their job the role of of a cheerleader is is to support whoever it is that they're cheering for and certainly, you know, halftime of football games, whatever it is, they get to compete. Um, but but their state championship, I mean, their moment to really do what they do comes at these spirit competitions. And so that'll, that's a that's a big-time event for those uh, young people and uh, certainly, uh, you know, male and female um, are part of some of these uh, cheer competitions. And, uh, and so, you know, terrific – opportunity for them to to put their talents on display so i just wanted to make sure i got that date out there it's in december for uh for the mhsaa cheer and dance competition uh something unique uh we're going to kind of turn here for the for the final couple minutes of this segment and and i was reading on something and I, this is this brought up a uh, an interesting conversation for me and uh and it's about uh it's about all-time greats in tennis and on the male side, you know, sometimes people, you know, it's Roger Federer, it's Rafa Nadal, it's, you know, in my day it was Pete Sampras. But, but you know, when you look at this, there's a player currently in the, in the game that, uh, that, that, that I'm not so sure has not taken on the mantle of the GOAT in, uh, in men's tennis. And you're going, hey, why do we cover tennis? Well, listen, let me tell you something. You can listen to all types of sports talk all throughout the time and hear the same stuff. I mean, we like to cover some different things. And so, you know, my take on on tennis is that the allure of tennis, uh, I used to love watching tennis when Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi were around, you know, or John McEnroe. Or, you know, tennis became exciting at that point. You know, now it's a, it's a unique uh, it's a unique thing. I don't really watch it as much, but I do believe that Novak Djokovic has taken over the mantle as 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 the greatest uh, men's tennis player. You know, he is uh, he's 35 years old, I believe, uh, maybe 34, 34, uh, 85 career titles, 20 Grand Slams, which ties him with Roger Federer, but he's several years younger, and so you would think that he's going to pass that at some point. But listen to this about the the popularity of of all sports. And you can do this with golf, you can do it with the NBA, you can do it with the NFL, you can do it with Major League Baseball. If you want to understand the popularity and you want to understand what's driving these, 
Novak Djokovic is, yes, I think he's the greatest tennis player, but listen to this. $152 million in career earnings. Think about that. He's won 85 career titles to Roger Federer's 103. 18 more titles, but Roger Federer has made $22 million less than Novak Djokovic. Now, why I say that is we are an extremely popular time for all sports. And and if you don't if you want to understand that, look at the money that's being pumped in. Money is being pumped in like crazy to all sports. It's everywhere. And and the reason it's being pumped in is because people watch it, people attend it, people pay for the jerseys and for the gear, they pay for the tickets, whatever it is. And uh, and so my look at the end of the day, Djokovic is is now number one. I like Federer, Rafa Nadal. If they could play everything, he's actually got twenty Grand Slams as well, eighty eight career titles. Uh, but uh, again, he's he's a little bit older as well. But uh, but Djokovic, uh, I believe, is has taken it over, and I think he will cement himself as the greatest male tennis player uh, of all time. But it does make me think about something. It makes me think about Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi. Listen to this for a second. Go to Pete Sampras, who, if you grew up in the 90s, he was the uh, the quintessential, he was the, the number one player in the world for years. That guy won 64 career titles, 14 grand slams, and won $43 million. <laughs> a third of what Djokovic has won. That's how the popularity uh, has changed. And I believe those generations, I believe guys like Andre Agassi, uh, changed the the popularity of tennis. Uh, I believe John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors, all those guys were all a part of that change on behalf of tennis. Uh, so there it is. The goat of male tennis is Novak Djokovic, according to Upon Further Review and yours truly. Don't forget, next hour, the judge will be joining us the entire hour. We're going to do our uh, Dirty Dozen college football picks. Uh, we've got some NFL conversation. We're going to throw the flag and have good call, bad call, among other things. So you will not want to miss next hour. And uh, do want to remind you once again that we are in the Garner Dental Group studios. Garner, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices. Uh, complimentary whitening available for new hygiene patients. You can uh, look them up on the web, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com, or give them a call, 601 271 8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Don't go anywhere. Hour two of Upon Further Review coming up right after this. Welcome back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and uh, we got the we got the bells playing a little bit early tonight as we welcome in the judge for the entire second hour tonight. 
Bring him in for a long relief stint tonight. Yeah, we're bringing you in about the fourth or fifth. We got a call on you for uh, for the good stuff tonight. That's right. Absolutely. I, I'm going to hope to provide. Well, look, Champs already texted me and said, man, hey, give me an hour. He says, uh, one hour of the judge signed me up. Uh, uh-huh. And he also says that Roger Federer is the GOAT, not the Joker. And uh, so uh, we'll have to give we'll have to get some statistical analysis to that, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to I look got, into that a little bit further. As well. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So welcome in. We missed you last week as we had uh, as we had Scott Vaughn, advanced scout for the Golden State Warriors, on with us for the entire second hour. So uh, so we've got you for an entire hour this week, and we have a lot to cover uh, as uh, as there's been a lot going on in the sports world and uh want to start by getting your thoughts on the alliance between the big 10 uh pac 12 which is out in your world uh and the acc in a response to the expansion that the sec took on in uh adding oklahoma and texas to the fold well, you know, I was reading a little bit about that and some of the uh, thoughts that are going behind that, uh, you know, is that the types of universities that are there, I was looking at the 41 uh, teams that are in those three conferences currently, 27 of them are major research universities. Uh, and so there, there are some commonalities there that the article I read uh, was speaking to uh, that is going to, I believe, play a role in, in how this eventually uh, lines up. Uh, so, you know, obviously they have to do something in response. Uh, and, of course, you know, out of the three, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12, I hate to say, but my uh, my folks out west here, we're a little on the weaker side. When you, when you weigh the, uh, you know, the, the strength of each conferences, uh, each of the conferences, and, uh, you know, it still is – to be determined, of course, as to how it's going to shake out in response to that. I think everybody's trying to beat the other guy to the door in terms of uh, how to uh, usher the NCAA on out. And so uh, it's, you know, I think they're, they're th- planning on moving forward uh, with their own uh, basically oversight, however that's going to take shape, Josh. Yeah, so, so an interesting thought on that. Um, I've read up a lot about this supposed alliance that at this point has no contractual uh, signatures or or obligations. Uh, it seems to be an alliance of voting uh, in in with regards to playoff expansion in cut in college football. Uh, the momentum is going from four to twelve, uh, but there's many that believe with the SEC uh, slated to add the the uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, and then what could happen with their expansion in the future that they could potentially dominate the the spots in that uh, 12 teams. Uh, but then there's also media rights, which uh, obviously has financial uh, ramifications to it. Uh, but it's very interesting because at this point, it's an alliance that, that really uh, is built on sand. So uh, my, my, my next question to you is, is man, how, how, how quick does this alliance fall apart when somebody else finds something better? Right. Well, again, without any contractual ties, uh, everything is still up for, you know, posturing. 
Uh, and a couple of other factors that, that you didn't mention were in addition to the playoff expansion uh, is the, uh, let's see, there's a couple of other things that I was thinking about. The, uh, the payment of players, how that's going to come down, as well as the name, image, and likeness, and how all those things are going to kind of be rolled into one, uh, one thing. But, you know, the thing that's pushing them is that uh, in the recent the Supreme Court decision, uh, you know, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, in his opinion, uh, laid out that uh, the groundwork for what's going to be antitrust uh, lawsuits and uh, that it's basically going to come down that the NCAA has been violating, you know, antitrust uh, statutes in their monopolization of players and their and their use of players without compensation. So, you know, there's a lot rolled all into it, and uh, things are moving fast, Josh. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised that, uh, like you said, with the fans uh, involved, uh, and I think they're going to break down with the, uh, the big boys are going to somehow uh, manage a regional, and they want to keep some of their natural alliances. For example, the ACC and the Big Ten in basketball have had the ACC Big Ten Challenge, the uh, the Rose Bowl, of course, the, the uh, Big Ten Pac-12 uh, winners for, for, for decades, of course. So those are some strong ties there that I think are going to uh, add to the, uh, the cohesiveness that's going to, I think, bring these guys together. You, you, you mentioned the basketball aspect of this whole deal, um, which begs the question, the relevance of the NCAA and their ability to financially benefit really boils down to their operation of the NCAA tournament now, for all intents and purposes. You know, you basically college football uh, with these with 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 the 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 the, uh, the Big Five, the the Power Five, excuse me. College uh-huh. football has basically said, "Hey, look, we're we're on the move. We're we're moving out. Uh, you're going to have very little oversight." Uh, as we move forward, but but we're moving out. However, one of the things that the NCAA still owns the rights to is the NCAA tournament, which is also their largest revenue producer. So yeah. as as all of this takes place, what what happens with the NCAA basketball tournament as these alliances take place and and people uh, you know start this process? You know, is is it is it possible to? Uh, to to move this into a, a completely different uh, association to manage this this NCAA tournament, I, I think it will. I really do. I think it's going to be the uh, you know the big boys with the two pow- power conferences possibly, and then then the maybe the uh, the mid majors and uh, that next tier, which may end up still under NCAA. Uh, oversight because of the funding that they receive. They don't get the big television dollars uh, that, you know, that the power five conferences get, of course, for the, for the eyeballs they deliver. So uh, I I think it's very possible that there could be the, the uh, basically departure of, of these uh, top, you know, 50 programs as it was maybe shake out within, you know, two major conferences uh, or the alliance, and and then the SEC, but I, I do believe that uh, together that their their eventual goal is to uh, to have their own oversight among the you know that's agreed upon by university presidents, and I, I think they really uh, the major universities all want to move that direction. 
You know, that's an interesting point. That's that's a very interesting idea that you could have an NCAA that oversees mid-majors and below because there's still a necessity for that. And yet you you basically could take the Power Five in all sports, create their own league uh, in some form or fashion, and, and for all intents and purposes with the introduction of uh, name, image, likeness, the antitrust lawsuits you're, you're talking about uh, that are at the Supreme Court and the potential for players eventually getting paid, they could almost become the, the de facto minor leagues of all of the professional sports leagues moving forward. Oh, that's absolutely on the horizon. And, uh, you know, I, I think at some point when it becomes more obvious that the, uh, they, you may well see those partnerships with the professional leagues because they're, they're always, you know, looking to, uh, uh, to grow their talent pool, to expand, to, to, you know, to have a better uh, pool of athletes from which to, to pick for their individual sports. So uh, I, I could very well see that uh, coming into partnership maybe in the next five or ten years. Yeah, it's a fascinating thought that, um, you know, this idea of at what point does college baseball partner with the major league, with, you know, the dental today. Like to a bond further review with your host, Josh Norman on WJQS, the fan. Welcome back in. Upon further review, we're in the Garner Dental Group Studios here on 106.3 FM, The Fan, or 1400 AM. Maybe you're joining us on WJQSTheFan.com. And we are talking with the judge for the entire second hour and uh, had a great conversation about the alliance there in that previous segment. And now we're going to move to a fun new segment that we're going to do, and 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 let me let me reiterate this. I said it in the first hour. I'm going to say it again. This is for entertainment purposes only. Do not take our picks and go head out to your local casino, uh, bookie, or anywhere else and put money on these, as these are just for entertainment purposes. I've got a spreadsheet here. We're going to keep track of it just for fun between Bill. Uh, myself and the judge will also maybe have some guest pickers. You know what? You know what we need to do? We need to have Champ, uh, Champ on one week uh, for the segment to guest pick with us. Um, I'm all for it. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm going to reach out to Champion. He's still on my payroll, so yeah, I, I, I'm sure we can get him in. We're going to reach out to Champion and make sure that uh, uh, he gets he gets um, uh, he gets in on some of these pick'em days and and, and let him join in there. Uh, all right, so we're calling it the College Football Dirty Dozen. Twelve games each week. We're all picking it based on the line. So uh, we're not. This is not uh, a money line or uh, a win loss. This is based on the line. So first game this week has number four Ohio State giving fourteen points at Minnesota. Uh, we're going to start with you, Bill. Who do you have in that one? Ohio State. Ohio State, so he's taking Ohio State, giving up the points. The judge. Uh, You know, I I have to go with the big boys on this one. Uh, Minnesota was, they were almost there last year, but they lost lost a lot off that team and, uh, you know, a few drafted players. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Buckeyes uh, on this one as well. So, here's, I love P.J. Fleck. Uh, he and John Gordon wrote a book called Row the Boat, 
but for to understand the heart of where that book came from and where row the boat came from in a personal tragedy that BJ Fleck had gone through is 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 unbelievable. I love the culture he builds. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I am in agreement. Players are going to win this one. And right now, while I love his culture and I love what he's doing, I just think Ohio State's a better football team. Uh, and so I got them winning it as well. We're going to go out to Pac-12 land. And listen, would you guys, for the love out there, Judge, get a new mascot? I mean, what is it with the Sun Devil? I mean, come on. Now, hey, I'm a Sun Devil, man. I know you I'm are. I'm an alumni, and uh, up until uh, we everybody woke up a year or two ago, <laughs> uh, hey, you, go talk to Shashevsky about the Blue Devils I if know. you want to talk to me. Will I you? love it. I love it. All right, Bill, we've got Southern Utah. <laughs> Southern Utah at number 25, Arizona State, and Arizona State is giving 44 and a half to Southern Utah. Quite the spread. Yes. And just so everybody knows, Southern Utah is part of the big sky. Yeah, I still got to go with Arizona State on that one. All right, he's going to Arizona State. Yeah. All right, all right, Judge, out there in your world, you're an alum. <laughs> what you got there? Listen, I don't know if Bill's been watching Sparky for the last three years, but <laughs> since Herm's been in town, they, yeah. play, they play pretty close to the vest. Now, they're going to open it up this year. They got great running backs. Uh, they're really going to have a great running game. Uh uh, Jaden Daniels, you know, he's in the finalist. He's in the top 10 for the Heisman watch. But one thing, I, I tell you, Herm, he plays it close to the vest. I don't think he's going to run it up. He's going to see his full roster. So I'm, I'm going to go with Southern Utah to cover. Southern Utah takes the points and covers. Okay. All yeah. right. So, uh, Going against my devil, I know they'll probably win by uh, <laughs> probably twenty three, but I, no way yeah. forty four. That's a big time With spread. Uh, that's very unusual for a spread to get that large. That means that that somebody knows something about Southern Utah. And here's the problem: the fact that I had to look up what conference they were in probably should tell me something. And so I'm going with Arizona State. Uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, but more importantly, I just didn't know what conference Southern Utah was in, and uh, and so Arizona State and Herm Edwards, even though they got a lot of stuff going on over there behind the scenes, I got to take them, uh, and we're going to go Arizona State on that one. Next one is going to be number 10 North Carolina, giving up five and a half points to at Virginia Tech. So, Bill, what you got on that one? Let me go with Virginia Tech on that one with the points there. Virginia Tech? With the points for Bill, he's taking the five and a half in Virginia Tech. All right, Judge, what you got going on that one? Listen, uh, that Howe kid from North Carolina can ring up some points. He's pretty prolific, and uh, I'm going to have to, even though Virginia Tech was tough last year, I think they're going to be good again this year. Uh, I think uh, North Carolina is going to be in the top of the conference, obviously behind, you know, Clemson and maybe Miami, we'll see. But uh, I'm going to have to go with North Carolina there. All right, well, um, Coach Brown is notorious for having uh, little letdowns, Mac Brown, at different times. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a tough one. They come in ranked number 10. Uh, they got a lot of juice behind them over there in the Carolinas. Uh, five and a half points, but I'm going to take North Carolina and uh, give up the points on that one as well. So, uh, moving on to Penn State, number 19 Penn State at 
Number 12, Wisconsin. Penn State's getting five and a half on that one. Uh, it is at Wisconsin. Who you got, Bill? I like Wisconsin on that one. Going with Being Wisconsin? at home, yeah. At home? Okay. All right. What about you, Judge? Uh, listen, I've been, I'm shocked that there's a couple of guys in the Big Ten that are still there. One – uh, is the guy at uh, that Harbaugh guy at Michigan? I mean, <laughs> yes, and then the other one is Franklin at Penn State. I was shocked they kept him. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm not overly impressed with his body of work, and I think uh, Wisconsin is uh, right now the more solid program. I'm going with the Badgers. Yeah, I'm going with the Badgers as well. They're at home, um, and uh, you know, while Franklin did a great job at Vanderbilt, did a terrific job at Vanderbilt. He hasn't really had the, the same success, uh, although his teams are nationally ranked. It's This is a big-time contest, and it's at Wisconsin, so I'm going Wisconsin there as well. All right, so now we go to Alabama, number one, Alabama, uh, giving up 18.5 to number 14, Miami, and this was a neutral site game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Bill, who you got? I gotta go with Alabama. You can't really. How do you go against Alabama? Yep. 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 Alabama. Spe- <laughs> speaking of Alabama, uh, their games broadcast on this station. Right here on this station. Right here on this station. Mm-hmm. So uh, tune in for their games. All right, Judge. Who you got? Alabama or Miami? Eighteen and a half. Uh, Alabama's given eighteen and a half to Miami. Well, you know, this is supposed to be one of Nick's uh, stronger defenses in several years. I don't think the offense will be as strong as obviously as prolific as it was last year but uh you know i'm i'm gonna i'm going to uh i gotta go with nick i mean they they easily win by 24 i think yeah that's that's gonna be an interesting one miami's had some uh some issues down there uh and uh you know some internal stuff going on uh, i just saw where they actually did reinstate a, a a very tremendous uh player but uh but had some off the off the field issues those types of things seem to always be involved with with uh, with that program down there and uh you know beginning of the year uh you know just getting their feet wet you know there's nobody better at those types of situations than Alabama so I'm taking Alabama and giving up the points on that one as well all right we've got one more during this segment and then we'll do the final six during the next segment uh that that one more this segment is La Tech at Mississippi State Mississippi State's giving up 23 and a half to La Tech it is in Starkville who you got Bill uh, I hate to go against the dogs, but I think Louisiana Tech might be might cover that. You going? You taking Louisiana Tech to cover? Yeah. All right, I Judge. Think they might. Yeah. Who you got on La Tech, Mississippi State? Mississippi State giving up twenty three and a half. Listen, you know I've noticed that when, uh, especially Ole Miss and Mississippi State go out of conference when they play Memphis or they play some of these Louisiana teams, the Raging Cajuns or La Tech, uh, they don't seem to to to. Uh, be as impressive as I think, you know, they look when they're playing against the big boys. So I'm going to go with Bill on this one. I'm going to go La Tech to cover. La Tech to cover. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've got an interesting take on this one as well. Uh, while while I think Mississippi State is going, to, uh, is going to win, I don't think that they cover that point spread. And here's what I also think. There's been a quarterback battle there all spring and summer. And uh, and so I would not be shocked if you didn't have a situation where there was a quick, uh, a quicker on pulling one or the other, whomever ends up starting out there. 
And so I'm going to say that there's a little bit of turmoil there offensively for the Bulldogs. They win it, but they do not cover. So I'm taking La Tech in that one as well. We've got uh, six more to go in our college football dirty dozen. Uh, We're going to start off next uh, hour with uh, Louisiana at Texas. We've got Georgia and Clemson, Southern Miss and out South Alabama, Notre Dame, Florida State, Louisville, Ole Miss, and LSU at UCLA. You won't want to miss those picks. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review right after this. happen welcome back to upon further review with your host josh norman on wjqs the fan upon further review we are in the middle of the college football dirty dozen pick them and uh we got uh, we're six down six to go and we want to remind you once again, this is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, please don't take these to your uh, local casino or uh, or anywhere else, a bookie for that matter. Just enjoy the picks and uh, what you hear. Uh, and we're going to now go to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns are at the University of Texas. Texas is giving up eight points in that one. Uh, and uh, so, uh, Bill, who you got in that one? I think I'm going to go with Texas in that one, I believe. Going with Texas Longhorns. Yeah. All right. The Judge, who you have, the Raging Cajuns or the Longhorns? Let me tell you, if Sark brings any of the innovative offense that we saw in the last year's championship game, I got I got to like uh, the Longhorns with uh, the talent level they've had. They had not been able to put it together. But, you know, they are, they are still uh, a major draw for talent. And uh, although the Raging Cajuns, they can play ball now, and they, they've surprised a lot of people, I still uh, – I'm going to go with Bill once again. Uh, Bill's leading the way here for me. Stark <laughs> and the Longhorn. So there's a couple interesting things here. If you look back to last year, uh, Iowa State was ranked number 23 uh, when they played the Raging Cajuns in the initial uh, contest of that season for those teams. And the Raging Cajuns didn't just cover; they beat them thirty-one to fourteen. They went on to to, to finish that year ten and one. And uh, Billy Napier has done a great job building the program uh, down there. In addition, Texas has a little bit of quarterback controversy of their own, as they named the redshirt freshman card their starting quarterback, not the young man Thompson that led them to uh, I believe it was four touchdowns in the bowl game last year. So there's a lot of really Interesting scenarios there uh, as you look at uh, as you look at that contest. Texas giving up eight points. Uh, I like you, like Sarkeesian. Uh, I like uh, what he's what he's going to bring to Texas. I think they're going to open it up and they're going to take advantage of the athletes. I think their defense is going to be tough for Louisiana to score on. Uh, so while I think it's not going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination, I think it actually is a ten point game. Uh, at the end of the day, and I, I say that uh, the Texas wins that one and covers as well. We're going to go to Bank of America Stadium now, where number five Georgia will take on number three Clemson in what will be the premier 
Uh, you know, it's the it's the big game of the week, and uh, uh, Clemson is giving up three in this one. So Georgia versus number three, five Georgia versus number three Clemson, and they're giving up three uh, in neutral site. Bill, who you got? I think I'm gonna stick with the SEC and go with Georgia on that one. Okay, mm. Bill's got Georgia the and Bulldogs. the points. All right, Judge, what you working with? You know, if my uh, memory serves me uh, correctly, I, I would say Georgia has underperformed in uh, big games, uh, you know, the last few years. Uh seems like right when they get to the top, then they, they underperform. And so I, I think that trend is going to continue. I think Daniel's a good quarterback coming in. But Uwanga Lele uh, for Clemson, I think he's the real deal. And so I think the uh, Tigers are still going to be there. i got to take Clemson. All right, you got Clemson. Um, I believe that Todd Munkin in his second year as the offensive coordinator at the University of Georgia uh, is going to really get this offense rolling in a way uh, that maybe it's been handcuffed in in the past. You remember the name Todd Munkin from down at Southern Mississippi for the three years. He had a terrific turnaround down there. I think JT Daniels has a terrific game, and I think Georgia with the points – uh, takes this one. I actually think Georgia wins outright in that one. Uh, you got Southern Miss at South Alabama. A uh, little local flavor here out of Hattiesburg. South Alabama is giving up a point to Southern Miss, so basically it's a pick them for all intents and purposes. Uh, who you got in that one, Bill? Yeah, I'm going to pick USM. Southern Miss, yeah, Southern, Southern Mississippi, Mississippi to the top. All right, the judge, who you working with? Hey, listen, Southern Miss was both my dad's and mom's alma mater. So, you know, I'm dyed in the wool, and, and they always show up for games, don't they? They tend to, they tend to show up. They rarely uh, underperform, uh, even when they play up in competition. So I'm, I'm going to have to take uh, Southern Miss in this one. Southern Miss and, uh, and, and the points there, the one point, and I will take Southern Miss as well. I think Will Hall uh, has a ton of energy going on down there in Hattiesburg. Uh, he's done a terrific job on the recruiting trail. Everybody that I've talked to down there uh, in Hattiesburg is extremely excited about this football team and the direction of that program. I think they get num- win number one in the Will Hall era as they uh, defeat South Alabama. Notre Dame at Florida State. Notre Dame giving up seven and a half at Florida State. Who you got, Bill? Fighting Irish. Fighting Irish. Yeah, Notre Dame. Yes. Okay. All right. Who you got, Judge? Yeah. Uh, you know, Florida State, I think they're on the way back up, but they still have a ways to go. So, uh, you know, I think the Irish, they're, they're solid, uh, and I think they'll be back again this year. So, yeah, I got to go uh, with the Irish. Mike Norville has, uh, has, uh, has uh, did a terrific job at Memphis. Uh, he's been riding the struggle bus a little bit there at Florida State. I do think eventually, like you, he gets it turned around. I don't think right now that they will be able to compete with number nine, Notre Dame. Uh, I don't think seven and a half of points is enough for Florida State. Uh, so I'm going Notre Dame to uh, – I'm giving up the seven and a half with Notre Dame, and I'm going Notre Dame with, on that one as well. Uh, Louisville and Ole Miss. This is a uh, a Monday night game. It'll, it'll be the uh, – uh, the conclusion of the college football slate uh, for this week. So Louisville and Ole Miss, this is also at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Ole Miss is giving up 9.5 to Louisville. 9.5 to Louisville, so Ole Miss is a 9.5-point favorite. Uh, Bill, who do you have in that one? I think I'll go with the Rebels. 
Yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah. All Off- right. Their offense is, yeah, they're clicking. It's going to be a pr- prolific offense? I, I think they're going to do all right. All right. All right. Judge, who are you working with? Uh, Bill's on the lane train. He yeah. is. The lane train, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, Louisville's ready to play uh, up in the SEC country uh, yet, or down in SEC country yet. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Rebels. The Rebels. All right. Uh, while the um, while Louisville returns their quarterback uh, Cunningham, I believe uh, his name is, and they should be improved. Uh, I, I did not like the fact that uh, their coach. Uh, really flirted a lot in some different areas. However, um, I do think that Ole Miss's quarterback, uh, Matt Corral, will be better uh, than Cunningham, and I believe that Matt Corral will have a terrific season. I believe the lane train has got things rolling, and I think the Ole Miss defense is going to be better and combined with an offense that's going to be prolific. Uh, I'm going that direction as well. Yeah, I saw where someone, uh, one of these uh, magazines picked Matt Corral as the best quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, he's been getting a lot of love. Yeah. He's been getting a lot of love. So we'll see if it all plays out. Uh, they, you know, they they've moved uh, Plumley to uh, to the slot, and he'll play some yeah. in the backfield along with Ely. Uh, they've got some weapons over there, so I, I think it's going to. Uh, I think Ole Miss is primed to have a good year. Uh, all right, final one, number sixteen LSU at a surprising UCLA. UCLA is giving up three and a half point. No, yes, giving up three and a half to LSU. No, that's not right. Is that no, right? LSU. Is Sorry, LSU is giving up three and, three and a half. Yeah, LSU is yeah. giving up three and a half. Uh, quickly, we've got about forty-five <laughs> seconds. Bill, who you got? Uh, LSU. LSU. Yep. All right, and the judge, who you got in that one? I go ahead. Uh, who's coaching UCLA? Is it still uh, Chip Kelly? Yes. LSU. LSU. <laughs> All right. And uh, you know what? Here's the deal about uh, about LSU's talented. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I believe that UCLA, they, they defeated Hawaii soundly. Uh, and I think that they're going to uh, have a big upset here in Pasadena. So uh, that's the uh, Dirty Dozen. And we'll try to put those out on Twitter. Don't go anywhere. We've got our last segment of the night for the good call, bad call, and the judge is going to throw his flag. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. There's near you. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in. Final segment. Show has flown by. Uh, we are in the Garner Dental Group studio and want to remind you about Jerry Brewer, a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Also want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue, www.bcbsms.com. So we've got a final segment here, and we got a lot to get into uh, so let's start with uh, throwing the flag, Judge. Who are you going to throw the flag on this week? You know, I'm going to throw the flag on the NFL preseason. We we just got done with it, I, I guess. I mean, did, <laughs> other than, you know, like the uh, 
injury report, there's been like three of the top running backs that uh, have been lost to teams uh, in the preseason, even though they shortened it up this year. And uh, they the owners need a little extra revenue, you know, with the uh, TV ratings and all and attendance down. So they uh, finally added that 17th game and took one preseason game away. But but still, I, I – uh, I don't see the purpose of even three preseason games. I think it's going to end up probably two. I know, you know, there are those that think that, yeah, marginal players, you know, it's their opportunity to get a spot. There may be four or five swing spots, or they may get on the uh, the practice squad. Uh, but, you know, uh, Josh, uh, the, uh, the teams, they charge full price for those preseason tickets. And how many players – not only quarterbacks, but, I mean, you looked at the Cowboys the other night, Zach Martin and all their offensive line didn't even dress out. So, uh, you know, I think it's uh, overblown. I do think they see now that they need the revenue. That's why you've seen the direction shift. But, uh, you know, we have a number of top 10, top 15, or 20 college matchups, just like you said, top five matchups. How many preseason games do they get to get ready? So, yep. I mean, and it's a lot on the line. I mean, it's a potential national championship, a playoff spot, you know, game one. So, uh, I, I think it's it's just overkill. I think they've been uh, hitting the fans, you know, uh, hard with the full uh, ticket price for a, a very subpar product. And so, you know, I, I'm going to have to throw the flag. I want to see it come down more. I wouldn't even mind seeing, you know, two, maybe one uh, – one game where you can see your, your players, I don't think you need to see them for three games. There was no dress rehearsal this year. Even on the third game, uh, there were a lot of, you know, a lot of the starters, like I said, with the Cowboys game. Kyler Murray wasn't even going to play you before they got postponed uh, due to uh, Ida. But uh, so, you know, I, I think it's superfluous. It doesn't really serve a purpose other than, you know, it's giving the fans a subpar product and it's uh, certainly milking them for money if they go to the games yeah for sure all right uh so we throwing the flag over here on the nfl preseason i like you hope it gets cut down to two games uh, i'm not even a great fan of going to 17 uh nfl regular season games while i understand why they do it for the financial reasons all right let's go to the bad call of the week and uh who you got on the bad call of the week well you know, what we've seen here, a few months ago when uh, fans started coming back into the stands, and I know uh, we talked about this on the show, and you have uh, numerous times, was uh, fans stepping over the line. You know what I'm saying? There were objects being thrown. There was uh, abusive language being hurled at some of the players. Uh, you know, and th there was a little bit of a spate there when fans started uh, being able to go out of the house again, and we had to learn how to behave again. For sure. But here now we're seeing uh, – a blowback now from the uh, the entertainers, and that's what you know professional athletes are, and what we're even finding the college athletes are. You know, it's for the fans' entertainment. Uh, we pay to enjoy those products, and so now in the last week or so, we've had a couple of instances where uh, I think some very thin-skinned uh, entertainers, athletes, as it were. Uh, have uh, stepped over that line in the other regard. So you have a case where uh, Javi Baez, you know, uh, now recently a New York Met, he hadn't been there, I don't think, about a month or six weeks. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't like the fact that the tough New York crowd would, would dare to boo him. 
you know, or to boo his Mets when they don't play up to expectations. You know, they got a hefty payroll and they have a good squad this year. And so, you know, it is a fan's right. Uh, you buy the ticket within uh, acceptable uh, levels. They can just uh, voice their displeasure or whatnot. So I think, you know, a lot of the athletes, uh, you know, uh, champ's friend LeBron, he's turned out to be a little thin-skinned here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so you know, another one that, that really stood out to me was Shikari Richardson when she made her appearance against the world's best sprinters uh, last week, and, and I think ran in last place, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, and then her immediately, the immediate went to her, uh, even though she finished last. Obviously, she's an American phenom. She ran into her personal issues, uh, not abiding by Olympic rules in terms of uh, substance use and so forth. So she wasn't allowed to perform in the Olympics. But uh, after she gets blown out uh, against the three Jamaicans, and she didn't beat anybody in that race. Has the uh, she's been misguided by her handlers to come out and uh, put the finger on everybody uh, apparently who didn't want uh, to abide by the uh, Olympic rules in terms of uh, substance use, etc. And she didn't like that criticism, so she got so uh, even after a very poor performance to come out and uh, turn that criticism around uh, to the fans and saying we'll be, be sorry we ever you know, uh, question her time that day. But, uh, so I, you know, I think, uh, I got to, uh, call that the bad call of the week by these athletes that don't understand that it is an entertainment product and the fans within means have their rights too. Yeah, without a doubt. And something to add on Javi, Javi Baez. And, uh, for those of you who haven't followed that story, they're, they're doing a thumbs down every time they do something well. Uh, and, uh, as kind of a, you know, which which they have one of the highest payrolls in baseball, uh, and 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 they're not very good, and and that's not a good thing. But but here's one stat I want you to know about Javi Baez. Javi Baez in his last six hundred and sixty two games, not all with the Mets, obviously pre- previously with the Cubs, he has two hundred twenty three strikeouts to twenty four walks. I, I I think it's time to boo Javi Baez and uh, and anybody else that can't perform. Part of being somebody who is paid to perform is that you perform or you get booed. Uh, not get a drink thrown on you or curse or have people talk about your family, but booed. And uh, and that's that's part of it. Uh, let's move on to the good call. We've got about uh, a minute and a half here. Uh, what's your good call of the week? Oh, this won't take long, Josh. And uh, I tell you, my good call of the week is actually for all non-Laker fans, me included, who have enjoyed seeing the uh, brain trust there, uh, which includes LeBron, of course, uh, seeing them now with the oldest roster in NBA history. Uh, and, again, LeBron being uh, thin-skinned a little bit, you know, he's on the all-wash team, as he called it, question mark. And then Draymond, of course, Draymond Green said, hey, well, I'm on the all-wash team too. Uh, so, but, you know, they, they've uh, added, and, and they're also the uh, basically the Lakers alumni team. You know, uh, I think probably. <laughs> guys they've added were there before from Dwight Howard and, and by the way today they got Rondo back so uh, he didn't quite make the difference for the Clippers last but uh, no. more experience uh, you know hair club for men how about we could call him the hair club for men <laughs> Oh my goodness! Good call. Of the week is the hair cu- hair club for men over there in Los Angeles. 
Always great times. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for the full second hour here uh, tonight and uh, appreciate you joining us every week and uh, just a lot of fun. We will talk to you again next week. Uh, no, excuse me, two weeks from now as we'll be off next week uh, here on Upon Further Review. Judge, we appreciate you a lot. You guys have a – I hope you have a good recovery down there and uh, enjoy Labor Day and down at the beach, Josh. No doubt about it, we will. We will. That's the judge. He joined us for the entire second hour tonight. Uh, generally joins us for a couple segments. We appreciate him joining us. Just a reminder, we will not be with you next week as we will be taking off for Labor Day, and I will be at the beach. That is a true statement. Uh, but we'll be with you the following week on the 13th uh, with a lot of great content once again. As always, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, two Mondays from now, 6 to 8 p.m., may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you on the 13th of September next show. Don't forget to download the podcast. Have a great week.